Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. Last week, we spoke with Kurt Ellis, co-founder and CEO of Food Corps, a national service organization working in cooperation with AmeriCorps and states to provide a nationwide team of leaders connecting children to real food and helping them to grow up healthy. Today, we're going to speak with Emily Ritchie, a Food Corps fellow in the state of Oregon. After service of one year, individuals are eligible to become Food Corps fellows, and these fellows support, guide, and mentor the service members in their state. Food Corps fellows are well-equipped to provide essential guidance and support to all service members and the communities in which they live. Each Food Corps fellow also undertakes a year-long fellow project related to children's knowledge of, engagement with, and or access to healthy food, and they culminate their year in a tangible product that will add to the local, regional, or national conversation about healthy food. Currently, Food Corps is in 12 states, and Oregon is the only state in the nation which is supported by a state agency, that being the Oregon Department of Agriculture. Today, we're going to speak with Emily about how Food Corps is working together with the Oregon Department of Agriculture to expand children's access to healthier food through the schools. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Emily. Emily Ritchie hails from agriculture-friendly Portland, Oregon, and during her year as a Food Corps service member, Emily combined her passion for advocacy and food justice serving more than 300 youth by building up the capacity and sustainability of garden-based education programs at Food Roots, a program in Tillamook, Oregon. Emily led after-school garden and educational programs and worked with teachers to enhance the curriculum to include more nutrition education and Oregon food products. Emily, welcome to Health Currents Radio. Hi, thank you for having me. I wonder if you could tell our listeners a little bit about how you came to be a Food Corps service member and went on to become a Food Corps fellow. Yeah, I studied food systems and social justice issues in college at Occidental College in Los Angeles. And I really wanted a pathway to a career in food systems to make a change. And Food Corps came along. Uh, This is actually only our second year of Food Corps right now. So when I was a senior in college, it didn't quite exist as a working program, but Kurt Ellis and Deb Eschmeyer, two of the founders of Food Corps, came and presented at Oxy and explained that this great program would be up and running, and they were looking for service members to start serving in uh, fall of 2011, and this sounded perfect to me. I really wanted to tackle the childhood obesity epidemic and wanted to get my hands dirty gardening with kids. So I assume you got your hands dirty, right, that first year? <laughs> yeah. Yep. We got them very dirty. We, um, I started a community and school garden at one of the schools I was serving at and uh, really learned a lot about agriculture in a, a farming community that 
at Tillamook, Oregon, you know, they've been farming for a long time. And it was interesting for me as an outsider city kid teaching farming kids or farming community kids about agriculture, but they're, um, a lot of them are losing that knowledge. They, uh, their grandparents have gardens still, but um, their parents don't have time to maintain a vegetable garden and they aren't necessarily doing 4-H or FFA for fruits and vegetables. There are a lot of cool programs out there for um, uh, livestock since it's a dairy community. But um, I worked with kids teaching them about easy vegetables like snap peas were really good to grow there and kale and carrots and things and watching those kids actually harvesting them and being amazed at what they could grow in their own school garden was amazing to me. And by the end of the year, I was actually telling kids to stop picking all of the broccoli. There wouldn't be enough for them. <laughs> if, uh, if they picked them today, we wouldn't have them, you know, for the rest of the season, <laughs> they were just gobbling up vegetables. It was great. So it sounds like the, the children and the, uh, were really receptive to the programs. Yeah, kids are, are very excitable uh, when you bring them outside and you show them something fun like gardening. Um, I taught basically preschool through eighth grade when I was there. And the kids really like being outside and having something tangible and something real to do with their hands. And they they work really well together in teams and groups. And I brought in a lot of volunteers to help us. And seeing the master gardeners, for example, were great volunteers for us. Seeing them out there with the kids passing on their knowledge was fantastic. And how was the how was the school and the community? Were they kind of relieved and happy to have someone come in and teach their kids about agriculture? Was there any pushback on that? Or I think because um, both the schools I focused on had uh, school garden infrastructure, but they don't necessarily have the funding, you know, to have a, a school garden coordinator or a class. In fact, pretty much anything extra had been cut in that county. They didn't have shop class anymore. They didn't have home ec. And it was really sad in a community that had, had loved those classes. So they were really receptive when I said, hey, can I use this home ec class that still has, um, you know, stoves and bowls and everything to teach your kids about cooking with these ingredients that we're growing out in our school garden. And they loved that. So I think that that community was very welcome to it. And Food Roots as an organization had done a lot of great groundwork, building good relationships in the community. So you're not in that community any longer right now. You're in a different position working as a Food Corps Fellow. Right. So the Food Corps Fellow in Oregon, I'm based in Portland now, so in the city, and I'm stationed with the Oregon Department of Agriculture. That's unusual. Yes. As the only state agency, it's a, a new way of looking at statewide resources and um I have the vantage point now of seeing all five of our service sites that are around the, the state, seeing them and how they work and working together and bringing the service members together and training them together, building those relationships. And I think it strengthens the state overall. We're having this program based in uh, an organization that really 
has a good sense of what the state looks like and what it needs. So usually Food Corps works with um, nonprofit organizations, correct, in, in other states? Yeah, a lot of the host sites in other states are universities or nonprofit organizations. All of our uh, service sites in Oregon are nonprofits or with schools. So the long, what's the long-term vision of, of the Oregon Department of Agriculture in working with Food Corps in, in improving access to healthy food? Well, this is our second year. This is the first national deployment of service members to address the biggest health crisis our children and our community face today. And I think ODA recognizes that and wants to tackle these issues. Um, we're, we're seeing how Food Corps can fit in with that. And how, and how, how are you fitting in? How is it, how is it working? Well, by one of the things is my fellowship project, um, which the Department of Agriculture is really supportive of. I am bringing Oregon seafood into schools for the lunch. Um, and this project I've named Boat to School. And when you think about a lot of farm to school programs, you think about bringing local, which in our case is Oregon fruits and vegetables, to schools for kids to eat. And Oregon's doing a great job of that. And I think we're ready to push the envelope and move forward. So now we're thinking about center of the plate items like proteins or grains. And I'm focusing on boat to school in connecting processors and fishermen, fisherwomen in on the coast with school districts all around the state. I am piloting this in the Bend Lapine School District, which already serves 40% of their um, lunches come from local Oregon items. And they were really ready to push the envelope with me and see how we can get a healthy protein like Oregon fish, seafood, um, onto the lunch line. We've got Pacific pink shrimp, rockfish, and sole being served uh, to the 16,000 students who eat school lunch every day in Bend Lapine. So how are you making fish yummy for kids? Because sometimes kids don't like fish so much, or they like it only like fish sticks or, you know, lots of bread around it. And so how, how are you working with that? Because, you know, it's always a challenge to make uh, food delicious and palatable for young people. I think a lot of it for me is the expectations of what kids will eat. And a lot of people I've seen just don't expect kids to like a, a really fishy um, tasting item. But I think with rockfish and sole, they're delicious fillets of um, kind of a milder flavor. And shrimp is a, is a really sweet meat. And the school food director working in Ben Lapine is doing a fantastic job of finding recipes that she knows her students will like. She's doing, um, she's serving shrimp every day. So every day it's slightly different. She's got shrimp salad. She's doing sushi with shrimp. Um, I think she's done uh, some tacos and some curries with shrimp. Um, and I'm really excited to see the, the first rockfish that's being served this month, I believe, is going to be something like a pineapple fish. So uh, 
it's it's really how you you know your audience and she knows her audience really well and the other part is to educate students you can't necessarily expect to play you know that turnip on their plate and for them to love it and I'm not expecting that for them with seafood we've got some great curriculum we're sharing with the teachers in that community who um, will teach kids about you know, marine biology hit their state standards. And then we're also going to do a big event probably in May when we can get over the pass very easily to bend when we'll bring a a fisherman from the coast out to talk to kids and show them, you know, nets and life jackets and things they probably haven't seen coming from Eastern Oregon. So we'll get them really excited about seafood. You know, you've got this land like Ben Lapine School District. You're doing a boat-to-school curriculum where you can't bring kids to the boat. So we're going to bring the boat to the school, and um, we are going to bring a fisher over the mountain, over two passes from the Oregon coast into the Ben Lapine School District, and get the kids really excited about what fishing means and understanding where their, their seafood is coming from that's been on their lunch menu. And uh, the fishermen will hopefully bring you know, nets or life jackets or something really tangible for the the students to understand what fishing's like. So I understand that you're trying to make this a a national initiative where you're connecting children to seafood via the fishermen, the boat to school program. You're trying to bring it to other states or? My project is Oregon specific since I'm coming from the Oregon Department of Agriculture, but I do know of other initiatives that are nationwide. So Alaska has a really interesting seafood uh, fish to school program, as well as I know some states in the, in New England that are doing it. And we are starting a website to, to get these these resources all connected so people don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. But yeah, I'm focusing on piloting this in Ben Lapine. And then um, in two weeks, I'll be at the Oregon School Nutrition Association trade show and we'll, um, we'll educate other school food buyers about this, this program and show them how they can also buy seafood for their, their schools. So you said there's a website. Is there a website that's up that people could go to if they wanted to learn more about that? Or Nationwide website I don't believe is up yet, but they could go to um, the blog that I'm keeping about this, which is boat and then the number two school.wordpress.com. Fantastic. So I want to go back to Tillamook, where you were last year, and I'm just wondering What's going on with those children now? Is, is Food Corps still in that school? Are they continuing in the program? Kurt had talked about last week about how you like to stay in the school for, I think, about five years. Yeah, so there's a service member right now who took over when I left in August, uh, just like at every other site where a service member left, um, just like any other AmeriCorps program. And Allison, who is serving there now, is working in the same schools, and she's also added some other schools where she has school gardens. So the children I was working with now have a continuum from preschool through high school. They have school garden access, and they they can keep learning throughout their school day as well as 
Food Roots runs an after-school program, and those kids can come um, garden, I think, once or twice a week. Is there a way that Food Corps or you are, are tracking how children and communities are changing through improved access to healthier food and, and learning about uh, growing their own food and cooking, et cetera? Yeah, we are. We are serving students at the beginning of our time with them. And then once we've spent 10 hours with them, we also survey them to see um, how their opinions have changed in relation to fruits and vegetables. And as we've only had one year of completed data, um, you know, that's it's hard to say how much we've changed. But anecdotally, I can definitely see the change. For example, there's a student I met at the Salem-Kaiser Education Foundation um, who's in one of their schools. That's our service site in Salem. And he used to be in a, a video game club, something like that, after school. And one day they didn't have the club and he went to garden club instead. And they said, oh, great, you can join in. And he said, no, video games are my thing. But as soon as he started getting his hands dirty and growing his own food, kale especially, he is hooked and he is there every day and he's now the student leader. Um, and he was able to testify in the legislature last week about his favorite new food called kale and uh, in support of the Salem-Kaiser Education Foundation. So how has Food Corps transformed your life, Emily? That's what I'm really curious about. Food Corps has transformed formed me in lots of ways. I have done actual service, which where I got to see on the ground what it looks like when a student is food insecure, which means they don't know where their next meal is coming from necessarily, and um, they don't have access to whole foods necessarily either. Um, it has also built a lot of career skills for me and is moving me towards a career in farm to school and food systems in general. I'm learning so much and meeting people who are really making things move. Like my supervisor right now, Michelle Radcliffe, who's in charge of the food core program for the state. She is an incredible mentor. And I, I don't know how I could be here without people like her. That's fantastic. Well, Emily, thank you so much for the work that you're doing with Food Corps. And if people wanted to become more involved, if, if you could say, here's our call to action, get involved, help help our children become healthy, help improve access to food, what would you have our listeners do? I would tell them they can look at the Food Corps website, which is foodcorps.org. And we're actually accepting service member applications now through March 24th. And um, if they want to get involved and make a change in these, the lives of these children and our communities, this is a great first step. Wonderful. Well, thank you for all the great work you're doing in the state of Oregon. And I wish you the best of luck with your new initiative, Boat to School. Thanks so much for having me. So while we talk about improving the quality of food we eat and proving access to good quality food for our children... We must remember that more than 50 million Americans live in food-insecure homes, and a quarter of those people are children under the age of six. So our call to action includes learning more about hunger and food access in the United States. You can go to takepart.com slash place at the table, which is a new film about 
food insecurity in this country and what we can do to change that. Hunger was essentially eradicated in the late 1960s after the public rose up and demanded action. So get involved. Call your congressperson, call your senator, and ask them to take action on hunger in America. You can also become involved with school gardening projects. In Oregon, you can go to the Oregon Department of Education and go to the nutrition link. There you'll find farm-to-school programs all over the state of Oregon. You can go to farmtoschool.org and learn about school gardening programs all over the United States. In Oregon, you can go to growinggardens.org and find out what you can do to become more involved in helping the hungry. More than 40 million Americans grow fruit and vegetables, herbs, and nuts in their home gardens, and often more than they can use. How many times have you had your plum tree drop plums rotting on the ground? Well, now you can donate that food to food pantries by going to ampleharvest.org slash findpantry.php and find out where you can donate fresh food. But most important, eat great food, enjoy it, and share it with the people you love. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes, Download us on the mobile app Stitcher or join in the conversation at facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Join us next week when we wrap up our series on Food Corps and its impact on the health of our children. We'll speak with Michelle Markiston Radcliffe, who's the Oregon Department of Agriculture's Farm to School Coordinator and works hand-in-hand with Food Corps.